It's time for the Fanatics Miami Dolphins podcast on the Fanatics Network. OJ McDuffie here, and wow, week one is finally here. I thought I'd never see it, man. I know when we were playing, we had all these opportunities to, you know, play against other teams or work out against other teams and have some preseason games. These guys have got to be tired of banging with each other, hitting each other all the time, man, and, you know, your teammates. Offense knows defensive stuff. Defense knows the offensive stuff. It's no fun whatsoever, man, but week one is finally here, and I know the boys can't wait to get out there and get that first win for us. So, hey, Make sure you check out the Fin Addicts Miami Dolphins podcast and also check out the Fin Addicts Network on YouTube. Fin's up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fin Addicts Miami Dolphin podcast. I am your host, Jason Sarney, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brian Byrne. Brian, how you doing? I'm really good, Jason. It's uh, We're doing this a lot earlier than normal. The normal. So, uh, excuse my morning voice, but we should have a lot of fun. We have a very special guest. I'm excited to be on with both of you. We do have a very special guest and excited as well. The very special guest is former Miami Dolphin running back and first round pick Sammy Smith. Sammy, how are you doing? And good morning to you, sir. Hey, man, I'm blessed. I'm doing uh, very well. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. I know I'm living in the central time zone, so I'm an hour ahead of you guys. So sorry I had to make y'all get, get going a little bit earlier than you normally do, but I'm a pretty early riser here. So uh, thanks for again for having me on, man, and I'm excited about spending this time with you guys. Of course, no worries. We're excited to, to have you. Sammy, you were drafted ninth overall, 1989 by the Dolphins. Uh, I'm I'm like a sucker for the draft. I love draft stories. What was that night like for you? And uh, anything else you can tell us about the draft process? Well, of, of course, you know, you go into it not knowing what's going to happen. Uh, you know that you have an opportunity to go in a, in a certain little window. And uh, fortunately for me, you know, I was so excited about having the opportunity to be drafted by the Maya Dolphins and Coach Shula and having a chance to go down and play with uh, – Dan Marino and the Marks brothers, all the great players that they had there. And then I think there was a special added treat that uh, I got an opportunity to go and play with one of my college rivalries, uh, you know, Lewis Oliver, you know, being the other first round draft pick that year. We were great friends and competed against each other and we remain really uh, close today. You know, we communicate today. He supports me in ministry here at Ole Miss with FCA. So uh, it was a pretty special night, man. And uh, uh, I was super excited about the opportunity to stay at home in Florida. Quick, quick follow-up on that. We had OJ McDuffie on, and he said in that first training camp, uh, he was going with the ones, I think, for one day, and he ran a miss route. And uh, he didn't get it. Dan pulled him out and didn't get a chance to run with the ones again. How was your experience that first year with Dan Marino? It was good. You, you know, I came in a little, little bit late. Uh, I was excited about man getting to camp and getting to work. And uh, 
I wanted to get my career off to a great start, but there was a little uh, snag there with some contract stuff. And uh, when we finally got it done, you know, just being able to come out there and get some work in and uh, to get to learn and, 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 and know the rest of the players and, uh, you know, just to see what we were going to have and the direction that the uh, football team was going to be trying to go that year. So it was a special time. Uh, Dan spent a lot of time and was a very uh, great teammate, as well as all the other guys on the team. Man, they were excited about the prospects for the Dolphins moving forward, and uh, we were just ready to get going and, and get the game started. That's a great reference that you had about one of my all-time favorites, Lewis Oliver. I just have to have a quick little sidebar on that. You know, you came into the Dolphins 1989. 1990 was like my first year as like a huge football fan, Dolphin mm -hmm. fan. And one of the first memories that I have is just Lewis Oliver hitting people with that orange chin strap and those big shoulder pads. So he's like my fifth or sixth all-time Dolphin. So love Lewis Oliver. That's a great little sidebar. But anyway, back to your college career transition into the NFL. You had legendary coach Bobby Bowden in college. And then you went to legendary Don Shula, the late great Don Shula. So how is it playing for both of those idol icons? And how is the transition going from one to the other? Well, man, it was certainly a blessing. Um, I view Coach Bowden undoubtedly in my mind as, uh, as probably the top two or three greatest coaches to ever coach the game of uh, college football. And a uh, man that I respect greatly, uh, that I communicate with still today, uh, that has been instrumental in, you know, guiding me uh, to being where I am at today, uh, rebuilding my life and uh, always leaning on him for advice. Uh, he still gives advice today, you know, all these years later. Uh, he's one that I lean on. And, uh, and then, of course, having the opportunity to go and, and play for, without a doubt, the, the, the greatest uh, uh, pro football coach to win in his coach, uh, just the history of uh, uh, his legacy and, you know, the things that he accomplished there, having the only undefeated season, um, you know, winning, you know, a couple of Super Bowls there in Miami, just being uh, just a great football coach, man. So it was, a, again, an opportunity that I don't know that many people can say that they've had. And then I think about just the players that I got a chance to play with, you know, to play with uh, Deion Sanders at Florida State. We were both classmates and came in the same year, got drafted in the same draft. We still remain good friends today. And, and Dan Marino, Jim Jensen, uh, Farrell Edmonds is a great friend of mine. Mark Higgs, I still communicate from time to time with him. So just – uh, the camaraderie of both of those entities, you know, from college and then having the opportunity to play in, at Miami. Uh, man, I, you know, created and, and, and maintained some great friendships and uh, some lifelong uh, uh, guys and, you know, connections that, you know, are very, very meaningful to me. Now I got to take what Jason just said. One of my favorites was Jim Jensen, the guy that, <laughs> you know, I'm a little older than Jason. So he was, you know, never really in the limelight, but he was always one of my favorites under underrated mm -hmm. dolphin. But Sammy, uh, you know, as, as we know, we, uh, we lost coach Shula this year. Um, what it, you know, just a tragedy as not only in football, but just an, an amazing human being. Um, but we're asking all the former players and media who worked with the, the coach this year, if you have like a story or a short or a quip or anything about Coach Shula to kind of celebrate his life that you can share with us. 
Well, I think for me personally, um, I got to see a side of Coach Shula that probably many wouldn't get to see unless you played for him. Um, man, he was a demanding coach. He expected uh, excellence. And he, you know, pushed his players to be the best that they could be. But, you know, during a, a time in my life down there in Miami where things weren't going as well as I would have liked them to, uh, I just can remember his compassion, you know, and his uh, willing to, to, to put his arms around you and, and, and say, man, I got you, you know, and encourage you. So I think that that may be uh, something that, you know, uh, from an outsider you wouldn't know. But, man, what a great man he was, a great football coach, a great human being, um, and just a man that uh, had another side to him, again, that maybe you would see that was very compassionate and, um, you know, very caring for the players that he had under his tutelage. Oh, Jay McDuffie was, was talking very similar about him. And he said that he thinks you guys may have got a little bit of different Shula, that maybe the guys in the 70 got a much, much harder <laughs> guy than you guys in the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> yes. Well, it was a different ball game, and it continues to, uh, you know, be different. It t- continues to grow every year. You know, there's some differences that, that pop up in the – the game of football, not only on the pro level, but here in, you know, in the college levels too, as we can see, you know, with everything that's uh, uh, going on these days. Sammy, you know, wanted to get into, you know, the success that you had in the football field, you know, in your Dolphin career, like 1990s specifically, you know, my rookie year as a Dolphin fan is Brian alluded. I was a little younger than him, but you led the team with rushing TDs, rushing. I think you, if I remember correctly, caught a pass from Marino too that year in the air. And, uh, you know, Kansas City playoff win, what was your fondest memories of maybe that year or just overall your career as a Miami Dolphin on the field? Well, I mean, it was really exciting, you know, for, for I think two years in a row um, to make it to the playoffs, you know, and again, things were just looking up. Uh, I'll never forget the 1990 year. I think uh, it was a game against Kansas City uh, there at home that, you know, we needed a, a fourth and one uh, to continue a drive and to go down and score and to, and to put us in the playoffs. And uh, Coach Shula trusted me with that uh, opportunity to make that first down and I was able to to get it. And then you fast forward a year uh, ahead uh, after that and uh, coming off of an injury during preseason and that being my first game, you know, going to play against Kansas City with no camp really behind me, uh, not really ready to play football and how the the tables turn. You know, I have a crucial fumble in that game that gets returned for a touchdown. And then the, you know, the the spiral starts, you know, with the fans and uh, my confidence level. And, uh, you know, when you look back on things like that, man, you know, there's a lot of great uh, things that you have that you can lean on that, man, you know, you had a great time, but then it's football, it's sports, uh, and, and things aren't going to always be rosy. So there were some difficult times there too. But uh, uh, I would say, man, really the thing that I remember most is that I love playing for uh, the Dolphins. I loved playing with the teammates that I had there, man. And, uh, uh, no one wanted to win more than I did. And, I'm, you know, I was really regretful that it didn't turn out the best. But, you know, it's life. And uh, But, man, fond memories of the Dolphins. I, I hold on to those because those were, you know, those are the things we're supposed to hold on to, right? Oh, absolutely. Well said, yeah. Sammy. What, what, uh, what is – we've asked a lot of players this, you know, and you're obviously retired. Um, 
what is the biggest thing you miss from from the playing days at Florida State and Miami? Well, I think really uh, just the, the the preparation for before the game, you know, in the, the the game day, of course, man. I enjoy playing the game of football. Um, it certainly goes from um, just you know a bunch of young kids per se out there, you know, having fun, having dreams, uh, um, having a, a goal in the direction that they're trying to get, which is the ultimate goal for a football player is to make it to the NFL. That's the highest level. Uh, so, you know, playing in college is a little different, man. It was just uh, just so much fun to suit up. And then you had your rivalries, you know, Florida. Um, we got a chance to play some other SEC teams while I was there and beat up on them quite often, you know, with Auburn. Uh, so, you know, it was a little different game. Of course, when you got to the professional level, now it's a business. Uh, you still enjoy the, the Sundays and if you occasionally get a play on a Monday night. Um, but just the preparation, man, just being a part of a of the team, uh, just the cohesiveness that you have and your brotherhood with those guys and just, you know, being able to compete with one another, man, with a goal in mind of, you know, going out every week and winning. Uh, those are the things I miss. But uh, I think the role that I have now, man, is is so rewarding because – you know, I get an opportunity to share my experience, uh, the, the highs and the lows, and to help coaches now and athletes, you know, football players navigate through uh, the challenges, you know, that are on and off the field, man. And uh, God has blessed me with an amazing opportunity here, and I'm so thankful for what I do now. A lot of players have told us that the answer to that question is the locker room. They just want to get back mm -hmm. in the building with the guys. But as you see with the Old Miss t-shirt, and we will get into that in a bit, but you're a part of Old Miss football, so you might not have said that because you are. You still have that locker room element. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but shifting gears a little bit, Sammy, uh, you know, for, for a couple of years, you were definitely one of my favorite Dolphins. Um, but that really wasn't why I compelled you to – to jump on this show um, for, you know, nine years ago, I was a hopeless heroin addict and uh, the best, literally the best I could wish for with was death. And, um, but God decided he, he definitely had another plan for me and he showed me a lot of grace and mercy and uh, through helping others, my life has revolutionized. And I, you know, I have a successful career in, in information technology. I get to do my passion here with the fanatics network. Um, you have a very similar story. Can you take us what transpired, uh, you know, like right after football and, and what happened with there? And then after that, we'll get into how, how you ended up turning that around. Well, I hope uh, like all professional athletes, uh, I had dreams when my career was over uh, to transition into something meaningful and to be involved in uh, things that would uh, help people out. And that was the direction that I was going. I had started a uh, development company, was uh, building homes for low-income folks in my area that uh, may have not had the credit to, you know, go and buy a home. And uh, my vision was my wife and I at the time were to uh, hold mortgages for these folks, you know, get them in the home, help them build their credit up. And then, uh, you know, maybe three, four years down the road, then be able to get a conventional mortgage, buy that home from us. And that was a business I was involved in. And uh, it started out really well. And I got connected, man, with some lifelong friends, guys that I had known, you know, since high school and um, start engaging with them. And next thing I know, you know, I've got 
uh, one of them asking me to borrow some money. And I certainly lent it to him. He had been a friend that had followed me and had helped me out from time to time when I was in college, just one of my closest friends. And um, I knew in my heart that um, he was engaged in stuff that was wrong, but never thought that I would get pulled into it. And that's just the thing that I would say, um, um, you know, when you don't have specific goals, man, that you're re you know, pursuing. And then when you're used to being a part of a team and the camaraderie of, you know, the, the locker room and, um, and then that's taken away, you know, the door is open for you to be susceptible to some things that maybe you would normally uh, get involved in. And that's what happened to me. I ended up lending him money. Next thing I know, a few months down the road, I'm involved in a drug conspiracy that would radically change my life, you know, for, for the negative portion. But when I look at the other end of it, man, it changed my life. That propelled me to who I am today. Um, it put me in a position where on that first night when I was arrested for being a part of that drug conspiracy, that I got an opportunity for God to meet me face to face, you know, in a jail cell there in Orlando. And I had an opportunity to really look at how I had allowed the enemy just to invade my life, man, and invade my space. Uh, you know, the word tells us that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? Well, I'm thankful that God put me in the position that he did in jail at that time that I could truly hear from him and see that uh, the mistakes and the, the way that I had allowed myself uh, not to follow the path he had for me. So I, that was needful for me. I'm thankful for that time because, again, um, it got me to be who I am today. And, you know, I can say that my life got transformed that first night that I was in jail where I really settled in and thank God for everything that he had done for me. And I asked for forgiveness for how I had not been frugal with everything that he had given me. So that was a, a life changing uh, day for me, getting arrested and going to jail that first night truly uh, set me you know, on the course and the path to where I'm at today. I can definitely, I mean, relate to that. I, you know, a lot of people with my past, you would not think that I would say I'm grateful for everything that happened mm -hmm. and that led to that, but I absolutely am because it, it led me to a new life that is ended up being more rewarding. Uh, a quick few follow-up questions on how long were you ended up in jail for? Um, I think I was in inside for almost six years. Mm -hmm. And then of course I had some um, um, time afterwards with probation stuff. Uh, so a total of maybe six years in and a few years of probation. And how, when you got out, how did you turn that? Obviously, we're looking at you, you're in an mm -hmm. Old Miss shirt and you're affiliated with Old Miss football today. How did you turn that negative in, into the positive that it is in your life today? And, and what role do you have currently with, with that? Well, I can tell you, God started working on me immediately. You know, when I tell you what happened on that first night, it was something that went on for the next, you know, six, six years or so that I was there. Uh, my life was getting transformed. I knew that God had a plan for me. Uh, I knew that he had things that he wanted me to do when I got out that were bigger than, you know, ever running a touchdown or ever having a fumble. You know, that there was so much more to life that he had uh, poured into me that he wanted to bring out. And uh, Brian, I would tell you this because, Certainly, you're on my heart and, 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 the, and the things that you went through. 
uh, that man a testimony, right? And you have one, just like I have. Everyone has a, has a testimony. And it's when you've been tested in something, right? And you come on the other side of it and you're able to help people, you're able to share, you're able to be transparent about what happened in your life that, man, it can help someone else out. So um, I would just say, man, that just going through that process, I knew God had plans for me. Uh, at the end of my uh, federal sentence, I was up in Edgefield, South Carolina, and the warden asked me if I would be willing to, to leave out of the facility and go and speak to some high schools locally. So here I am, tell me that's not God's blessing. I'm, I'm in prison, right? And uh, God is opening the door for me to be able to go out and share locally with kids. And um, I had the opportunity to share with Florida State's football team from, on, from video uh, from prison when they were going through some stuff there back in uh, the Peter Warwick time. I think it was during the Free Shoes University time, all that stuff was <laughs> going on. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, but but the God just opens the door, man. When you align yourself, man, and you realize that, hey, I'm just a human being. I'm flawed. I'm not going to always make the best decisions. I'm no different than anyone else, right? And you don't beat yourself up about it, then God can use you. And uh, so I knew he had plans for me. And um, when I got out, man, I got opportunities to speak at bowl games. I was down in Miami. I kept wondering, when am I going to get to speak at a bowl game in Miami, right? A Capital One breakfast. And uh, certainly it happened uh, in 2012 or 13 when Florida State played, uh, I think Northern Illinois is down there. So that was my first opportunity to get back in Miami and, and share, you know, in front of some of the fans down there. And, and what an impactful day that was for me to share some of the experiences that I had had in Miami. And then to have some fans that were in the stands that day that may have been booing come up to me after that breakfast, man, and hug me with tears in their eyes and and uh, me being able to forgive them, them forgiving me, me talking about the loss of my son as a Dolphin player to SIDS, you know, in 1990. And uh, so, man, it's just been a whirlwind ride, and I'm just thankful that God has me doing what I'm doing now, and that's working as the character director development personal personnel here at Ole Miss and being able to walk alongside these players and coaches. It's amazing. Thank you. Wow, that was uh, extremely poignant, beautiful, Sammy. Uh, thank you both for really sharing this. And just before I, you know, go on another question, uh, you know, you say everything really happens for a reason, the grace of God. And, you know, to share a little bit uh, about me, you know, Brian knows this, you know, Brian and I actually just really kind of found each other on Twitter, you know, with a bunch of other of our colleagues a couple of months ago. Brian and I were in the same college for a year. We didn't even know it. And we just, a lot of things just unconnected or connected. And hearing you, I judge people not on their successes, but what they do after their failures. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very easy for someone who is a successful person for someone to say, wow, that's really impressive. Great. But how you pick yourself up after adversity, after knowing what Brian is doing, it's motivational for me. So thank mm -hmm. you both for having the guts to share that. And as a son of two educators, it made me extremely happy to find out that you, at 52, went back and you earned your degree. That is something that is, I might want to get a master's degree. I don't have one yet, but I'm 39. I got time. So can you tell us how that, you know, what made you make that decision and what inspired you to do so? Well, I think, again, man, God opens the doors. I um, left college a year early uh, 
to enter the draft in 1989. I still had a year of eligibility left. And it was a promise that I made to my mom and my dad that I would go back and finish school. And as life moves on, I, I saw that, man, I, I never got it done. I actually went back to Tallahassee in 1994 and enrolled with the intent on finishing. And two weeks in, I was like, nah, this ain't for me right now. And I, and I withdrew. So coming here and having the chance again to work alongside these, these athletes, uh, one of my main uh, testimonies to them and one of the main things that I um, tried to encourage them to do is, man, you know, God's blessed you with an amazing opportunity to be a Division I college football player in the SEC. I say, but more importantly, he's blessed you with an opportunity to get an education, you know, so make sure you don't leave here without your degree. And that was something that I did for the first two years, you know, pouring in and, and, and telling these guys this. And, and then God convicted me one day and he says, you know what, you're giving great advice. He says, well, man, you left, you know, 30 something years ago and you didn't go back and finish. Right. So I started looking into it. I told the whole team that, man, I'm going to finish my, my degree. I've been convicted. I need to walk the talk, you know, that I'm talking. I need to get out and walk it. And, uh, so I enrolled at the local community college here for one semester and did everything I needed to do to get enrolled at Ole Miss. And uh, then I had two full semesters, man, of, uh, you know, five classes in the fall last year during football season and then five classes in uh, the spring. And I can say that through the grace of God, man, I took a total of uh, 14 classes to finish my degree in three semesters and I made all A's in every one. So you can't tell me that's the grace of God because man, I was I was so concerned going back to school after 30 plus years as to will I be able to focus? Will I be able to retain all this stuff, right? And man, what a journey it was. It was so fun uh, watching God move in that situation and me accomplish that. And then to get that old Miss degree, University of Mississippi degree was awfully special. Uh, Sammy, uh, just a quick, quick question. We know we definitely you have that character development role at Ole Miss, but has that ever come up with the NFL or maybe any other schools when when players are getting in trouble going down that that wrong path? Are you somebody that they they ever call or bring in or just seek seek as a mentor? Well, I've I've had quite a a bit of a communication with FCA from Florida. You know, I worked down there for, you know, four or five years with uh, FCA there in Central Florida. So I know the, the state director and guys down in Miami, you know, I try to help my, my man down there, Mike, Big Mike, that works for the University of Miami. We communicate from time to time. And uh, I've, ha I've had some interest, really some interest in me and my wife uh, going back to Tallahassee and serving at Florida State and maybe being the campus directors there on the campus and possibly being an opportunity, you know, to work with the football program there. But man, God has me where I'm at. Um, I'm inclined to do what he tells me and not what, you know, selfish flesh would want to do. So I've had to decline here the last two years, the opportunity to go back to my old school, you know, and I know that I did it for the right reasons because I keep seeing God showing up amazingly in our, our lives. My wife went back to school after many years. She will graduate in May of, ne of next year uh -huh. with her degree from Ole Miss. Uh, my son is a senior at Ole Miss graduating in mechanical engineering. 
so, you know, this place has been tremendous to us, man. You know, and, um, you know, we can talk about what we do here and the impact that maybe God uses us for, for these athletes and coaches. But, man, look at the impact that just being here and, and being a part of this university and this community has had on us as a family. Beautifully said. And as, I, wow. as I kind of mentioned, you know, uh, football is is great. I, you know, I'm a huge football fan. You can tell in my office, it's I'm insane Dolphins fan. But uh, you know, there is just some things that are just so transcendent and so much more important than football. And uh, you know, just the the life that you have you have achieved after football. I, I see, you know, it's more successful than if you were going into Canton, you know, the, the effect that somebody like you that can have on, on so many young, young people is, is just amazing. But with that being said, Jason has to ask you another football related question and we'll, we'll try to get you out of here. Okay. As much as I could talk to you about the motivation of life and life lessons and, you know, I can do this all day with you, Sandy, but I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to allow that, but uh, I got to talk some 2020 Dolphins football. Are you still following the Dolphins, or are you an NFL fan these days? Well, I, I watch as much as I can, and it's usually when I can catch the Dolphins on here. You know, sometimes we don't get the, the games here, but I, I certainly uh, was watching the other night, the other day, man, and I was rooting for them. I really wanted uh, them to get that win, the first win, and um, you know, I'm so excited. I, I have to follow up. We, we started camp a few weeks ago, and we'll be playing here in another, you know, two weekends. But uh, Benito Jones, uh, you know, that's yes. down at Miami. Did, did, did he make the team? He he's on the practice squad. He's practice. on the practice squad. Yeah, well, so, hey. And then Ken, Ken, Web, Ken Webster. Cornerback. Uh, you know, so, you know, so we've had those guys. So I'm certainly following, man, and I know the type of young men that they are and, I really believe Benito's going to have a chance to make a difference down there at some point when he gets an opportunity. Um, and then, you know, playing over here in the SEC West, I got a chance to play against Tua on several occasions. And it, and it wasn't too good for us on this side. <laughs> you know, so I, I was excited when he uh, got drafted by Miami, man. I think he's a special player and uh, just so glad that they're taking their time with him and uh, going to, you know, mold him and, he doesn't have to get thrown into the fray, you know, in a hurry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I follow the Dolphins, man. I root for them. I really would love to see them uh, get back into to the playoffs and get back to the winning tradition. It's been a long time, man. And uh, uh, so I'm excited about the organization down there. And, um, you know, Nat, Nat Moore, all those yes. guys, man. There's still some down there that I, I still know, I think. Harvey Green still works down there in some form with them, uh, you know. And then the I get great Harvey Green. From, yeah, I get text sometime from old Stu, Stu Weinstein. So there's still some connections there, man. And uh, I'm lifting those guys up. I'm praying for them and uh, uh, would love to see them get back into a playoff team that competes every year to have a chance to play for it all. Oh, that's just excellent, Sammy. We really appreciate everything. And, uh, you know, we thank you for the time. Best of luck in all of your endeavors. And uh, could we get you out of here on a win prediction for the Dolphins? Everyone gives a win prediction number. Maybe a well, double, maybe a win prediction. Week. We have, uh, we're going, we have Buffalo at home. 
Oh, yeah, give us a, a week two and then a season. Well, I'm going to give you a week two. I think uh, Miami gets the win this week. Uh, it's going to be a difficult one, though. Buffalo has a really good team. Uh, they've got a tight end there, Dawson Knox, that I had a chance to work alongside here with at Ole Miss. That's a great guy. Uh, it's going to be a great football player. But uh, I think Miami comes together. Uh, the, the heat down there hopefully will play a role in it and tire those uh, bills out, man, and they, they come away with the win this week. It's going to be a tough one, though. And how about the Rebels? Are they going to they go, they gonna win the SEC this year? Well, I would like to make that bold prediction, and, but I will tell you that, man, we're a young team. We got a whole new coaching staff here, right? So Coach mm -hmm. Kiffin is here, and a great group of guys. I'm blessed to have the opportunity to, to coach alongside some former Noles. I got Terrell Buckley here. That's with me. And you Devin got the gambler. Bush. You got T-Buck. That's great. Yeah, Devin Bush is working in our recruiting department. And uh, we've got a great group of guys here, man. But I can tell you, uh, being behind and not having spring football this year, you know, really puts our team behind. Similar to Florida State, you know, having a whole uh, new staff come in, new offense, new defense, and then not having spring. So um, I think that we've got some great talent here. Um, I don't like making predictions and putting any pressure on our team here, but um, I tell my Seminole fans and friends that won't get a chance to play Florida this year because of the way the, you know, the, the schedules are. And they're pretty upset about that. I'm sure Florida fans are pretty upset not about, about not playing the Seminoles, but I, I tell my Seminole friends, we get Florida here at Ole Miss the first game, and we're going to do our best to <laughs> – Try to take care of our business that week. There you go. <laughs> Sammy, thank you so much for your time. And just thank you for, for being the human you are. And, uh, you know, thank you for joining us. And as we always end our show, we got to go out with a fins up. So fins up, guys. Hey, fins that's one up, of our – that, that's our deal too, you know. We're the land sharks here. That's, that We do the fins up here too now. That's right. Hey, God puts everybody in place for a reason, right? Hey, he does. He does. Hey, guys, man, I'll be praying for your show, and hopefully sometime I can tune in and, and watch your show. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, keep Ole Miss FCA lifted in your prayers, and uh, I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. Absolutely. Take care, Sammy. Thank you. Wow, Brian, was that a special guest. And, Sammy, uh, we thank you for coming on again. That was just poignant I said the word but you know I, I, it's a life lesson show and it was awesome and uh I really kind of am speechless but it was really a terrific day to to have Sammy start like this for for me personally and for all you listeners out there definitely words to live life by and, and a lesson to, to live by but on some happier and different uh Topics now, we got some bills to pay, of course, and our buddy Savak put together a fun little message for everyone. Right at this moment, there are men everywhere doing manly things. Beards unkempt, hair run amok, leaving them in a state of hair despair. And that's just what we can see. Never mind what's going on downstairs, but it doesn't have to be that way. Thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and enter our promo code FINSUP to save an instant 20%, get free shipping, and help quell the hair despair in your life. 
These bearded bros are counting on you. Won't you help them? So as always, our friend Savak absolutely kills the video editing. Uh, even commercials are fun here on the Fanatics Network. Um, it just <laughs> that left me speechless. That was so good. Uh, Try hard not to laugh. <laughs> He's uh, the best. He's the best. Great interview, great commercial, and just a few things about the Fanatics Network before we get out of here. You know, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, like seven other podcasts. Wherever you can find a podcast, you can find the Fanatics Network. Uh, please also check out our new partners. We have Dougley Durong. Um, he's on YouTube. He puts out amazing Miami Dolphins content. Give him a follow on YouTube. And we also recently joined, joined up with Perfectville Podcasts. They're in all the same places you can find our podcast. Really fun group of guys. Definitely join, you know, definitely check out, subscribe to their their podcast. Please do, you know, on the Fanatics, leave a review, um, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out immensely and lets us know, you know, like how we could better better uh serve you guys because that's what we're here for for the listeners so also please follow us on the fanatics uh network on youtube it's youtube.com backslash fanatics follow us on on twitter fin underscore addicts and lastly we have a hotline 786-309-7558 we want to hear from you uh, we want to hear from you with record uh predictions we want to hear from you with feedback on games, um, you know, score predictions. Uh, and then we really, really want to hear from you after the Dolphins game on Sunday. Give us a call on the voicemail. Shoot us a text. Let us know how you're feeling after the game. Uh, we have a Xavier and Howard card to give away, and we were supposed to give it away last week, but the winner, he uh, already ended up winning a Tua jersey from us not that long ago, so he was gracious to keep it going. So call the hotline here. Let us hear from you. And if you call, leave a voicemail, you'll be entered to win that Xavier and Howard signed football card. Um, and with that, that, that's what we got today. Amazing show. Um, you know, that really hit close to home for me. Some things just, you know, a little bit more important than football. And uh, it was, it was a pleasure to talk to Sammy Smith. So for Jason Sarney, for the Fanatics Network, Myself, Brian Byrne. Fins up, everybody. Fins up. This episode brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. Available in the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use the promo code FINADICS when you sign up today and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Sign up and hashtag prop up today.